0: Sophie, is that a beer?
1: Um, yes. I upgrade. Well, it's a ranch
0: water. I thought you were
1: drinking. Do you guys have that in the places you are? It's like a, it's called ranch water. It's basically a vodka soda in a can. I
2: thought ranch water was tequila.
1: Is it tequila? It tastes like a vodka soda in a can, but like a good one. Ranch water's
2: (laughs) tequila and...
1: It's agave? I'm doing a sober month because I drink too much in every other month. I'm doing a sober month and I'm just surviving. welcome everybody to a very special edition of single best scene we have with us here today our friends allison and tyler who wrote their own show called the untitled millennial project and we are super pumped to get to talk to them and pick their brains and just learn a little bit more about the behind the scenes experience on writing a show And the first step in that, or not necessarily the first step, but I guess one of the key elements to pitching a show to networks is writing a show Bible of sorts that you send around as as your pitch and explaining who you are, which we actually were talking about about offline. So Tyler, why don't you go ahead and explain to our listeners a little bit more about that?
3: So it's our treatment. So um, when you're pitching a show, um, like normal people or the famous show Bible that we've used, and a lot of people that I know who I've talked about show Bibles, they talk about the new girl one. Mm -hmm. So like, all your favorite shows had a show Bible. It's like, this is like what we're about. And this is um, what they'll give to like, networks in pitch meetings and stuff
0: cool it's almost like um like if you were giving a marketing brief to like get Mm -hmm. like a huge campaign it's like that but for tv and there's all these like parameters like it's like can't be longer than 14 pages and it has to include all these different sections but then you have freedom within those rules and so that's one thing that tyler and i made over quarantine we like did a bunch of research on what was required for it and we were hoping that we would like shoot our shot and someone would be like these kids are funny why not <laughs> what what <laughs> didn't happen yet but, but you're um, ready now <laughs> that, yeah but we have like freedom to like really brand it if you like read through it or read skin through it it's like very millennial like we're talking to our friends like very self-deprecating all I know the things we are I
2: had question from it so in one okay. of the episodes, y'all are gonna watch an episode of Beverly Hills. Your favorite one? Which one is it? Dinner dinner party from hell? Like, do you have one picked out? And then you could talk about like not fulfilling people. I don't know. I was just um, assuming. Are you talking
0: about the one where Aviva she's like?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. That's New York, Allison. No, I'm talking about the one with. Oh my god. With you your husband will right. never fulfill you, with
3: uh, with Camille see, Grammer. I- my favorite Beverly Hills one is when they're in the Netherlands or Amsterdam. I don't remember. And she's like, have a piece of bread. Maybe you'll feel better. Like, <laughs> beast? How dare you? Beast. Oh, I we...
0: just love. I love Pantygate, personally. <laughs> a full season. It's like everything. Finished. It's the most ridiculous.
3: Perfect. If you're not watching Potomac, I know we're here to talk about like the show that we wrote that no one really cares about. But if you're not watching the process of Potomac. <laughs> you're doing it wrong it's the <laughs> best city best franchise twitter is dead while you watch it but it, it's just not getting it's like credit it needs more credit because it's honestly one of the better cities
2: monique showing up with that bird really jawed to the ground t'challa it was a lot it was a moment in
3: history I with the bird karen i could watch karen <laughs> huger just talk shit about the bird for full <laughs> 45 minutes it's so funny Sorry,
1: Okay, well say that we did not have your little brief and we we're at a party and you find out we work for HBO. Wow, wouldn't that be great? That's the next step for us, yeah. obviously, is HBO hiring us. Um, okay, great. give us Love your, that journey <laughs> for you. Yeah, you know, like what natural progression of my life. Um so career, career trajectory, trajectory I'm on. Um, and you're like, oh my God, those bitches, they work for HBO. What, like give us your little pitch of the show you've written.
0: Yeah, so like, I'm totally gonna answer a question. And one thing that when we started telling the show to like people we were writing, they were like, "So what's it about?" And we were like, "It's about us. It's just like it's really, really funny. Like we promise it's funny. Like trust us, it's funny. Like that's what we always said." I was like, "Do you know Tyler and I were funny? So like trust us." But when we were like, "That's not gonna work. That's not gonna sell it," and so um, like we more. It's kind of like if. Uh Roni Pen 15 and Broad City had a baby. It's about two millennials, aka Tyler and I, just like failing and floundering in New York City. But what sets it apart from other shows is how truly integrated it is into millennial culture. We really use like social media as a storytelling device as well as um reality show. Um confessionals and like <laughs> nostalgia flashbacks all the time just all the things millennials love throughout the series
2: I'll say when I was reading through y'all's the pitch book um I really got like the other two vibes but like have y'all seen that on Comedy yes. Central like that's kind of the which is one of my favorite shows from last year so I just want this show to get made because I was like that feels like kind of the same like y'all seem like y'all are like a Chris and Sarah dynamic of showrunners type of creators is what the vibe I got um I don't know. Um, um,
0: totally. I've been telling Tyler to watch it all quarantine because I was like, this is very similar and I think our show is different enough that like it would be paired on the same night to be like back to back double mm-hmm. comedy feature. Well, and
2: they just and got picked, picked up on white people. Yeah. You know, T V needs more white people.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, and they
2: just got picked up for <laughs> <Not enough. laughs> for HBO Max.
3: We just saw love white I didn't know people. that.
0: Yeah,
2: they just Wait, moved over.
0: Wait, so HBO bought it? Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works. Ooh.
2: I saw it. That in okay. another show was going from Comedy Central to HBO Max. So I don't know if it was part of the merger. I'm not sure the background of that, I don't but. Know. But
3: yeah. yeah the
0: Mhm. That's what Matt just
3: said. Yeah, Allison keeps telling me to watch it. I've never seen it, but I, it was the last extra job I did before the world died.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Shut and up. They told, it was, they told me I was too tall to dance with Noah Galvin, so. They, like, pulled me out of the <laughs> to dance. And they are like, never mind. You're too tall. Get out of here. And I was like,
1: cool. No. <laughs> no. Rude. I mean,
3: you're like, I can slouch. <laughs> I'm like, I have terrible posture. I'm not a dancer.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. So where did you guys come up with this idea initially? You guys, did you guys really meet at Lulu when you were, I can't remember. Yeah?
3: When you were working so, there? Allison and I both got a job in retail, which is, you know, where all dreams go to die. We <laughs> like to call it the... Um, it's kind of like the elephant graveyard in um, Lion King, <laughs> Yeah, musical theater of people's dreams. <laughs> especially uh, in New York. <laughs> yes, especially in New York. Yeah. So we met at working at the flagship of Lululemon selling stretchy pants. And we, Allison actually got asked to write like a company newsletter or like a in-store newsletter, like giving all like the hot tea. It was and-
0: like a one pager.
3: Yeah, <laughs> of, like things you need to know about the store, like company policy or Whatever mm-hmm. you must have been important. I Allison. got
0: yeah, just I got chosen because um I dick around a whole bunch, so the, <laughs> but the leaders love me, and because of how funny and
1: humble I yeah. am. <laughs> yeah, like a natural talent at all things.
3: <laughs> so uh, then she, I caught her in the office. Oh no, I got called to the office.
0: Yeah, he thought he was about to get in
3: trouble. I thought I was the. You know when like you meet someone and you instantly. You no, you can be mean with them. Like, yes. if I don't, if I don't, if I'm not mean to you, if I don't like fuck around with. Oh, am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah. We cuss we all, all, <laughs> all the time. All the time. It's like, it's a sign of intelligence, like gratuitous swearing, whatever. Sure. um if I don't fuck around with you, if I don't tease you, if I don't make fun of you, like, we're not cool. We're not right. friends. You know what I mean? So, like, I, like, she seems cool. Like, I can definitely tease the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. So we did, and I didn't know her that well. I was just like, oh, this rapport, I just made up this rapport we had in my, our, my head. <laughs> and so I get called down to our, like, manager's office, and I see Allison sitting there. I was like, this is, like, a total, like you're bullying her in the <laughs> and, like, you get it and I get in there and Allison's like oh no I'm writing this newsletter. I need your help to make it funny so Alice, I'll let Allison take it from here but
0: um yeah so we basically started writing that and then it was a huge hit with all our co-workers of course and so they started wanting us to do it like every other week and so oh. we did it for like a year, over a year almost. And then, like, eventually we would be like, how long? Like, three hours, four hours.
3: <laughs> like, how much can we yeah. bill yeah. to this project? <laughs> like, it was like, how long can we, like, milk not being On the doing floor. our like, actual jobs? Like, yeah, yeah, how, yeah. Long, how long can we stay off the showroom floor in <laughs> the office? Um, so, yeah, we wrote this thing called the Toilet Times, this <laughs> newsletter. We put it in the bathroom stalls mm-hmm. and while people Amazing. were, like, pretending to be going to the bathroom or Mm -hmm. actually going to the bathroom they could like do a little reading and
0: and we just like we were like we're so funny together this is so funny like we should write and then we never did because life life Uh, yeah and then who has to die eventually (laughs) i um was like okay something's got to give and i was doing the artist way which Um, we can talk about that on a different podcast, but, Mm -hmm. um, I was going through like a creative journey and I was like, okay, I'm going to start like making it happen. Mm -hmm. I'm going to perform. I'm Mm going to do these. Like clearly I have a failed musical theater career. Like I'm (laughs) self-aware. Lizzo's album came out and you were like, yes. (laughs) So I was like, Tyler, we are doing this and we are doing it every week. And we're, and then we were just like, well, write what you know, which is. Us being stupid. <laughs> That's stupid nice that, that y'all's relationship started
2: creatively, like, working together. Like, y'all didn't have to form a relationship.
0: What? End quote.
2: <laughs> No, I mean,
1: you didn't have yeah. to.
2: It wasn't just, like uh, we have to figure out how to work together because we've only ever been friends. But y'all truly got to start and set all those boundaries and parameters. I'm sure they're really strict boundaries and parameters. But um,
0: <laughs> going I mean, into your working relationship. Work. <laughs> People would come in when we were writing it and being like, are you guys fighting? And we were like, no, it's our process.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So have you guys had any, like, help? Any Anybody who's, like, kind of paved the way a little bit? Or are you guys just, like, fucking Googling all this shit and just, like, making it up? Because we're obviously not... In the industry in any way like we're not actors so we don't know if this is just something you know how to do or if you have friends in New York who've done it so like how did you even know where to start
0: so we both and when we had like had a couple scripts under our belt we were like okay what's it look like to self-produce this mm-hmm. and Tyler has a really close friend who has like made a production company with her partner and so we were like okay well let's just like kind of go and pick her brain to Mm -hmm. see what it takes and we like sat down for that meeting totally thinking it was going to be like okay this is what you need and she was basically like um I love the scripts I want in oh and we were like awesome yeah so we (laughs) are very she definitely her her name is Chelsea and Andrew A. AOD Studios. They're amazing. They're partners on the project now, officially. Amazing. Um, so they have been so helpful with like directing and producing and like photography, sound, all that mm-hmm. stuff. But we definitely have done like tons of like just like learning on the fly, like mm-hmm. how to produce a show. <laughs> what do we need to do? Like, we threw that big launch party, and we were like, "Oh, yeah. we were so stressed out." Oh, oh my god, it went so well, though. It was so
3: much fun. I enjoyed you know, it honestly,
1: anyway.
3: It honestly ranks as one of like the best moments of my life. It was such a fun night. We were Aww. so stressed the entire time leading up to it, and then yeah. like last minute, like natty light seltzer. Are we allowed to? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Say sure. as many as you want. Yeah, we would our love friend, to our get. My friend
1: Brendan, right? <laughs> He's the one who like had the yeah, hookup.
0: Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: Natty Light came out with like a spiked seltzer and we had bought all this disgusting cheap boxed wine from mm-hmm. Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. We're like millennials don't care. It's Not like me. a $20 open bar like we're, we you we know,
1: we're familiar with what it tastes like. We buy 20. it for ourselves.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like he's basically my partner at this point. But <laughs> that like the day of like or like the day before Natty Light came through with like all these cases of like Spikes out. Like twenty
0: mm-hmm. cases. Amazing. Right? Twenty <laughs> cases. I remember it's our friend Sophie knows Brendan too. I got like a text. He was like, hopefully this makes your day. And it was like the screenshot from the email that was like, okay, just sent twenty cases over. And I was like, what?
1: It is all about
3: who you know. It really
1: is. Hundred percent. Okay. Tell us what you guys have actually put to screen.
3: So Last November, um, we filmed the pilot, which is in post-production right now. So it's getting ready to be sent out. Which so is- close. So close. It's been a process, as you can imagine, with Miss Rona rearing mm-hmm. her ugly mm-hmm. Um So we filmed a pilot in November and then half of another episode and some, um, some extra B-roll and like teaser stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the pilot is in post-production it's in its last round of edits before they move on to audio and um and then we're just going to figure out how we can release it to our friends and family and our supporters Mm -hmm. all like four of them are like super eager to like see the (laughs) pilot um but that's all we have so far you know we we were planning on uh filming probably the rest of it this spring and summer and Mm -hmm. we started to go fund me right after the party and that's kind of what the party was to launch was to launch the fundraising campaign Mm -hmm. and we didn't feel comfortable keeping our hands out when like people were losing their jobs and like, didn't know when they they were going to make ends meet. So, like, we were Mm -hmm. like, how can we ask people for money now? So we kind of had to take a pause. So kind of at a standstill right now, but which is kind of a bummer, but Mm -hmm. the whole world is, so we're not alone. We're not special. I mean, except
2: Taylor Swift too.
3: Released a whole right, unless you're Taylor yeah. Swift, and, you like, and then everybody else. Was, right, albums <laughs> the yeah. we can totally. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> with would...
0: saying... she's already in the show? Yeah.
3: She <laughs> <We> already. <wrote laughs> yeah. yeah. Around oh my god, yeah. I saw that.
2: So would the would once it's done in in post production, would the production agency that y'all are working with help you distribute it like at, like world not world like I don't know worldwide I guess like out of your so that, contacts?
0: Yeah. Um, that is one area that we're all kind of still learning. The production company, one thing, um, or one reason why they wanted to partner with us is that they mainly do commercial stuff. So they were really looking to do narrative projects and they both started as actors themselves. So they were mm. really interested in developing that and what that would look like and then us all four of us along the process and so i have definitely been doing tons of research in all my free time of fun employment <laughs> um figuring out the steps to that mm-hmm. um so before pre um corona the plan was to raise money shoot spring and summer and then do festivals and then hopefully from like getting buzz from festivals someone would hear about it and potentially want us to, like, pitch it to their network or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that was mm-hmm. a way to, like, make connections and get meetings. And so now, obviously, even festivals are kind of put on hold because you can't I... have a big group meeting like that. So we truly are in, um, like, we don't know yeah. territory. So how
1: do you, like, do a festival? Like, what does that mean? because it's like not Coachella. So like
2: <laughs> I volunteered at the Austin Coachella Television now. Festival. So yeah. like you
1: like have that. to submit
3: like request to to go to like a TV festival or like what like what You make a submission and it has to be all unreleased work so like you'd be premiering it at the festival so that's mm-hmm. been kind of tricky as well because we would love to get the first episode out we're so anxious for it to come out we're so excited for people to see it Mm -hmm. but we were kind of hesitant to release it because like well maybe a festival will come back and then we've already released it and it's disqualified kind of does that make sense right yes yeah Yeah.
0: but there's different categories so even like Tribeca this huge film Mm -hmm. festival has like a tv show category and a web series category And we, um, I'd been doing like very basic research when we first started the project and decided like in the like inception phase that like festivals was like kind of our route, Um, like looking up the best ones to kind of get your comedy work known. But obviously that was like a further, further step that, I don't know, who knows, maybe someone will, uh, respond to my cold email, and then <laughs> you know, know. Netflix has it. And yeah, there we go.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, what do you think is y'all's like from like today onward, like dream, ideal, like kind the sky scenario for how this goes?
0: So, I have gone through so many different phases of this just because of the pandemic and mm-hmm. trying to figure out how we can make this work. Um. So. In my like dream dream scenario, someone um like Judd Apatow's production company or Lonely Island a production or Mindy Kaling's production company would respond to my email i sent tons of cold emails that was like hashtag shooting your shot we don't know what the fuck we're doing like please anybody help us we're in a pandemic it did not say that it was a little bit more professional but not that much more. you have to say Um, loyal to your brand and think that it was funny and then be like whatever we'll talk to these kids and we'd be like Mm -hmm. oh surprise here's our pitch deck mm-hmm. here's our pilot here's our trailer because usually when people have those meetings granted you're also like usually Chandra Rhimes so it's like right. she can do no wrong <laughs> um you're just like I have an idea for a show about doctors and they're like and they're, great, great. the money but like <laughs> we have benefited because we've already basically written the whole entire yeah, first season right um and so Then they would be like, wow, okay, well, pilot season didn't really happen because (laughs) of Corona. So Mm -hmm. we were like, well, we already have our pilot and the whole first season. Right. You're right. And then the production company would then shop it around to, so if like, I think it's Kaleg International's like Mini Kaleg's production company, if they bought it from us, then they would shop it to like Netflix, Hulu. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's like two steps of selling. Right. But because, like, if we have a named, like, a bigger production company on board, um, I mean, we'd basically be golden, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So then Netflix picks it up, then what
3: we get nominated for best lead
0: <laughs> <laughs> <in> <laughs> <laughs> and best, ride, best, uh, best well, writers, best writers,
3: <laughs> of course. Journey because we are both, we both have failed musical theater careers, mm-hmm. uh, me especially. I've only done like children's theater and like try playing uh like charlotte's web i was wilbur the pig try being like a six foot two like piglet in front of like an audience of like seven year olds it's just like very soul crushing especially when you're like thinking about like oh i i went to school for four years for musical (laughs) theater to do this and i'm in like (laughs) copious amounts of debt but don't worry like I look like a character from Saw in a pig mask right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, transition from theater to films kind of difficult because if you can't get into it without a reel, and you mm. like can't get in. You can't get into something without a reel, but we don't have reels. So how are we gonna? It's you know what I mean. It's like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, touching that's that's too,
1: right? But we just
3: wanted at least we just wanted to get our what we thought well uh, best represents us on camera so then we yeah. can start submitting ourselves for tv and film agents cuz we've had agents for um theater but mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of hard to get an agent for tv film without like having a reel so uh... we're like let's just like write something we know will be amazing in and that's like is great representation of what we do and um so if nothing else happens we just want a reel so amazing okay
2: but okay, we're gonna take a really quick break. Yep. And then hop back in it. All right.
1: We were just saying when, before the break, me and Maddie were both like, man, I've never run in rosé more than looking at their
0: glasses <laughs> Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, cheers um, so to fancy. not knowing what we're doing. Um, that's right. Cheers, cheers.
0: My mom also, on top of these AirPods, got me 14 bottles of rosé for my
3: birthday. <laughs> oh my God. What an that's interesting amazing.
1: specific number. Um, But I'm so jealous. That sounds amazing. Okay. Anyway. Back to our pre, uh, oh,
2: back
0: to this interview,
2: <laughs> back to our
1: very formal interview. We're
2: so um, I will oh, yes.
0: say, can I finish it? Say this? just a note on, I'm going to go back to our Emmys really quickly. Okay. okay. Um, after that Emmys, then I'm going to win an Oscar and then I'm going to marry Harry Styles.
1: Yes. So. I okay. love that for you. If you dream it, I you can like- achieve it.
0: I mean, I've been trying to manifest, so, like, mm-hmm. we're putting it out there.
1: Yes. Yeah, you might I as well. I
0: support that. His style is
1: so good. Um, I would support anybody being with him, but definitely you.
0: He would like me so much, I think. Yeah.
1: I mean, who wouldn't? Let's be clear. <laughs> but, I yes, so... you two would be such a great pair, especially with your
0: Oscar.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Tony because of the musical theater background. Like, Kid a Tony. I didn't know you were just going to go, like. Emmy Oscar Harry Styles. Harry Styles
0: I thought you were like going for yep. EGOT no, <laughs>
3: no.
0: <laughs> I mean that too I just had to I I'm
3: digress a That's a true. revival of something like like put me like shove me in the back of Chicago or something or like give me like one number in like a shitty jukebox musical or something I'm like
1: yeah. yeah
3: who cares like Tyler and Gatto like oh my god and then my reviews will kind of be whatever because i'll be like oh i didn't know tyler could sing too mm-hmm. right on you i have a ba <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: i the gosh. chicago that i saw when i was in new york was so rough the production was rough you would have been better than cuba good <laughs> <in> junior
3: <laughs> who was roxy
2: the original roxy which was like cool in terms of like oh. history <laughs> but in terms <laughs> of like performance it was just weird seeing like a 48 year old roxy like, she just – like, her high kicks weren't – it was just <laughs> – it was, like, two years ago.
3: Different energy. <laughs> I was, like, 90-degree kick.
2: Yeah, I was, like I, – I, she's no Renee.
3: You know,
1: okay, no, I've I also see seen the musical please. of Chicago, and it's the the number one musical that I tell people, like, don't bother seeing it on Broadway. Because right. the movie – I mean, you just can't beat. you can't – the camera can't get, like, up on their little feet that are dancing and, like, all of it. It's just, like, the way the movie is – so in your face and cut so close like you just are never going to get that with any kind of
3: performance Mm -hmm. I don't know I think the movie ruined the the musical for me totally the movie's way better living in midtown I would walk past Chicago almost every day (laughs) on my commute Mm -hmm. and I was like I saw all these tourists lined up I was like go what are you doing (laughs) amazing things when you see people like lined up at Ellen Stardust Diner for like a $40 hamburger you're like what are you doing here um, okay, anyway,
1: back to television. Is there anything else you guys, like, want to talk about about your show before we move on to just, like, the broader world of TV? Because that's, like, more our domain. Um, any last thoughts, words of advice? And I actually thing? have another question. facts, I don't know. Oh, okay, go.
2: Would y'all be open to, like, a Quibi-style um, oh. deal? Okay, just we checking. We
1: loved your quarantine... Shows. We
2: were watching them on my Party laptop. Chronicles. We were watching on my laptop and like laughing really hard. And Sophie was like, This is so, like, we were both like, I was like, I was glad. I was like, I'm glad this is funny since like I just blindly was like, Sure, we'll interview your friends. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> what terribly. if it was terrible? Well, what if it was terrible? And I was like, It was so.
0: Good guys. Um, <laughs> oh wow but I watched Thank you the- comment like subscribe tyler i
2: watched the one where you yelled you were in a meeting
3: like four times <laughs> with my mom yes my mom really liked like that she was <laughs> our parents were so thrilled to be a part of it oh that's my so mom, sweet like i had to coach my mom like how to like Amazing. say it because she was like tyler <laughs> she was, <laughs> I was acting right. i was like mom you wouldn't say it like that in real life you know like, you, uh, like my mom binges tv like no one's business she reads a lot of books too but she moves quickly because i mean mm-hmm. they're 60 now they have nothing to do yeah and i was like no one talks like that on tv so like, <laughs> I like. i was actually like
0: pleasantly surprised by my mom like i was shocked i was like wow you're doing a great job and we like had a blocking rehearsal which is basically like where you're supposed to stand and when you're supposed to enter and she was like what's blocking? What's blocking? And I was like, mom, just you're blocking, like stand there. And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And then I was like, Oh, it's like what you're, where you're supposed to go when she had no idea, but it was, it was so cute. Also I felt so bad because we took like a slight pause from, like, putting them out every week, mm-hmm. and she didn't, I didn't, I forgot to tell her, and so she hadn't been memorizing all week, oh, <laughs> and it was no. the sweetest thing. I know. That's oh. been
2: one of my favorite parts of quarantine is just, like, comedians using their family and stuff, like, I'm a big fan of, like, Benny Drama and, like, his, like, boyfriend's moms and a bunch, like, I think it's just been really cool to see how people can use their, like, the people in their lives as, you There's know. props. Yeah, (laughs) I was going to say as actors, but like they're prop actors, character (laughs) actors as my mom.
3: We're so glad people liked those, but I'm always like, I personally feel like they're a little cringy because we've been telling people for like a year, like we have a show, we have a show. And then like, they're like, what the hell is this piece of shit like filmed on Zoom? And we're like, we promise there's a real show with a camera that costs like more than our like undergrad combined like we promised like a real show oh my gosh no but like that's honestly what
1: I feel like I now follow so many accounts like that that are just like IGTV like shorts basically like the impressions guy
2: oh yeah Uh, Um,
1: JT Fistman or something or something like that that. that's what I do now in quarantine so Mm -hmm. I know it wasn't ideal but I think y'all were right on the beat of what's happening you know the true millennials that you are, you're staying Lady. on reality. I mean, I think,
2: like, Meg Statler and, like, Z-Way were just, like, featured in, like, some Hollywood report. I mean, like, they were featured in, like, a really prominent thing and, like, variety. Like, they're, these, um, like, Instagram comedians are really getting a mm-hmm. a good shake. So, it's like, why not put your content everywhere if you can't put totally. it on HBO, you know? We don't all have a direct <laughs> line. <laughs> and
0: TikTok, TikTok, we kind of missed the boat on that, but TikTok is so- so funny i am <laughs> dying
3: are you guys myself. on tiktok like the project yeah, is on it TikTok, tiktok like hates us we're just like we're <gasps> a little too old we're like not that old but we're like not gen z so we're like kind of old what yes what my
0: content yes. is just bad I feel like, literally
2: like I everyone
1: because... on tiktok is 19 <laughs> totally yeah.
2: but i thought y'all's like making like making fun of tiktok was such a good yes. like episode
1: oh my god i like busted my ass laughing that was so funny
2: <laughs> it's great Tyler
0: okay. thought that was our worst one and it was like our most well-received because <laughs> we were like what can we do because he was like out of town or something mm-hmm. we were so we had like an hour that to film it and we we're mm-hmm. like what can we freaking do mm-hmm. and no, so it, it was I'm glad the people perfect. liked it well
2: both of y'all were so relatable like I've been both characters in <laughs> in everything where it's like I'm either trying too hard or I'm just done I'm like not gonna try at all I'm like just gonna stand there so I thought that one was great it's
1: like there for the visuals like there to be cute loved it okay anything else any other
3: questions no. um Comments
1: do you i need another glass of wine but that's a about- <laughs> <laughs> <Hey. laughs> <laughs> refill time no really if you want to get a refill we can like take a beat
0: no you're good let's, okay. let's roll let's keep going let's i keep probably going. shouldn't I'll Okay. will be like, mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah that's okay whatever um okay so outside of obviously you your own go. show Um, And a couple that we've mentioned. But what are you guys' like top TV show series of all time
3: that you just love? Um, My personal favorite that I've seen maybe 15 times, I (laughs) kid you not, is Pen15. If you haven't watched Pen15, it's so funny. Like, pause the TV. Like, (laughs) I I don't really laugh. Like, I find things really enjoyable, but I'm the type of person that will sit there and not really laugh. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like... LOLing right like absolutely laughing out loud like I think <laughs> it's the funniest show and I think it gets funnier every time I watch it and I kid you not I watched it maybe 14 times
2: have you seen pin 15 I am like halfway through episode 5 and it's just so cringe to me like Same. it's like I oh, I had such a hard time getting through like... the masturbation episode that I was like
3: Ugh. so the masturbation <laughs> episode is really cringe. and the first episode's really sad because they like make fun she gets bullied but like yeah. they're that I think is so funny like, like her band solo is the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever seen.
2: I also have a hard time with my brain being like I know they're 30 but the other actors are 15 and so it's like are they flirt it like, gets so weird for me to like where I'm like I I don't know because it, it reminds me a little bit of like Jamee private school where it was like yes Chris Lily was I don't know um Okay, I'll take your recommendation and knock it out. I did love that they started the show with uh, a Mandy Moore song, which is just like my <laughs> yeah. love Mandy language Clark. is Mandy Moore songs. <laughs> it's great. What about you, Also, I'm
0: a huge Pen15 stan as well. Mm-hmm. I think the concept is so hilarious. I wish we had thought of it. Um, I love the 30 and 13. I don't know what <laughs> that about me, but... Um, I like, when I think of like favorite shows of all time, I just like kind of go back to the classics. Like The Office is probably the first comedy series or series in general that I remember being, I don't know when it came out, but like 11 or 10 and watching the pilot. Like I was an Office fan from day one and I made my sister (laughs) watch it with me, like being this young girl. So I just, I love, love The Office. Another one that always comes to mind is Alias with jennifer gardner and bradley mm, cooper yeah. i used to be obsessed with that show obviously there's so many that i love now but mm-hmm. like some of the like i love nostalgia i've already said that but like <laughs> so like thinking back to like of all time it's definitely yeah.
2: i bought alias to like binge it during the pandemic and then i shit you not the next day it was free on amazon prime I spent like a fucking thirty dollars, and then it was free, and I was like, cool, cool, cool. I guess I own the first season of Alias forever, (laughs) on Amazon Prime. Do you
0: return it? Oh, you can't return. I don't
2: think you can return on Prime, but like I should be able to, like, just like dispute the charge, right? I know there
3: should be free returns. I also grew up. I grew up watching, um, like, I loved sitcoms. Like my Mm -hmm. family and I would always sit down, like, every night, eight to ten. Like we didn't like play board games. We didn't read. We like sat down, like every night at eight o'clock to watch tv um and I was a big Nick at night kid like when I went to bed we were like that's why I'm so stupid like I, I always had a tv <laughs> room from when I was like since like age five oh, and my parents admit it was like the biggest mistake they're like we never should have let you have tv in the room. <laughs> but I would always watch I loved the nanny I loved I yeah. used to love full house so it's like eh. um and I liked Roseanne before Roseanne was problematic mm-hmm. and weird we won't go into it but yeah um, controversy noted i always wanted to be on a uh like a sitcom like a 90s well, sitcom. well it with, seems like a, like a great old- gig it's like a nine to five job things. for years My dad everybody loves raymond every single night king of queens every single night and mm-hmm. i love that stuff with like a live audience yes. or a laugh track like i love that <laughs> and i wish that format's not done as much anymore it still mm-hmm. kind of happens but um i I always dreamt of being on something like that.
2: Are you, are y'all, either one of y'all watching any 30 minute sitcoms right now? Or, or like, I guess just, what's mm. that called? Network TV? Um, or are y'all
0: streaming? I've been doing, a, it's not network, but I've been doing a rewatch of the Mindy Project recently. Mm-hmm. I only Love. made it through the first three seasons and then Same. now I'm like finishing it finally. Mm-hmm. And, Oh, my God. There are, like, episodes that I'm like, this is, like, the best comedy sitcom <laughs> writing, like, in an episode. The one where they take her phone and are, like, texting the guy. Do you guys watch it? I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I stopped watching, like, somewhere in the season where she had a kid.
0: Okay, okay. And was, like, kind of
1: married um, or not. I don't really know. I can't remember. I just remember at some point just being like, I don't At this shit I've told more. her
0: it
2: bounces back, but she what was listen. I yeah know. no I definitely
0: I think I'm at the end I'm at se- the end of season four and I definitely mm-hmm. think like not every episode is as good but um it was one of those ones on my like list mm-hmm. that I just have been wanting to finish it and also I finally started Shit's Creek so I'm also through like, season four of oh that
1: oh my gosh amazing
0: okay. and how do you like it oh I love it okay. like I <laughs> like wish I was on it
3: I know Rewatched broad city during this quarantine as Mm -hmm. well and then I got my mom hooked on it which is really funny to watch like a pushing 60 year old woman watch broad city yeah I watched watched the episode I watched a bunch of episodes with her but the most uncomfortable one is when Alana goes to like a vagina specialist (laughs) because she has an orgasm since Trump's presidency (laughs) 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 Oh <laughs> <my God>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I to watch with my mom like sitting on the couch with me but um oh my god it was fine, we're cool like that um, <laughs> and I also watched Dawson's Creek during this totally different but like oh my gosh Dawson's Creek
1: Maddie loves Dawson's Creek
3: it's pretty rough yeah no. it's like four episodes or five episodes and I guess the whole thing is kind of rough but yeah, like yeah. I just love it
2: <laughs> yeah like Pacey and Joey forever but also it's just like so wild to me that the pilot um Pacey's like hitting on his teacher and he's like I'm the best sex you're never gonna have and I'm like this is the ah, pilot and
0: then happening? they make out and
2: she's like see you in class and he's like yeah bye yeah, Miss Jacobs what I'm what like shit on
3: like, that
2: why are you calling this her
3: Miss Jacobs like Dawson goes to a bar in college or he's like 18 and goes to like a college bar and like makes out with like a like a 40 year old woman like Stockard Channings at the bar <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like, yeah.
0: yeah that but show it
3: also featured Jessica Simpson's very first single ever Oh no! That was like her first like big break was having her like one of her songs on Dawson's Creek, and I was so that's why I watched it. Honestly, do you know she and went she, to our high school?
1: Yeah, uh, she's a yeah know. Jessica. She did not graduate. <laughs> Who went to her high school? We did. We did.
2: I mean, like she's yeah.
3: I have her. She's like her family's you know? like
1: from Richardson. <laughs> Tyler I,
3: loves okay. her. I love her. I hope <laughs> the book was good. She, the book's amazing. I think she's the definitive pop icon of, Y2K, <laughs> of the Y2K. Above Mandy, above... For fight words. Yeah. Above Mandy, above Christina, above Brittany. She's my favorite. I just love above this. Brittany? That's oh, man.
1: A lot of things were about her. Didn't she have that show with... Was she married to Nicholas? Lachey? I, was she yeah, the one? Yeah, newlyweds. Wow. I that iconic. was the whole thing.
2: Tyler, do you follow Danny Pellegrino on Instagram?
3: That's like Jessica, Jessica Thursday. It's so funny. That's what, like, yeah, Christina Aguilera is a better singer. Yeah. Britney had more like um, musical, like success commercially, mm-hmm. but like, I just think Jessica is just so funny and she's so genuine and she was just like real. She was like constantly mm-hmm. fucking up in interviews. They had to get her like <laughs> a coach because she interviewed so poorly. Like I think she's so genuinely herself. And I love that. Just as for Jessica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I guess to like wrap this up, what do you think TV means to like us as millennials? Cause we have grown up with it in a different way than our parents. We watch way more of it than our parents ever did. Plus we have it like on demand. So we're not all just watching whatever comes on at six o'clock on Thursdays, you know, like we're getting to choose and also, you know, you can binge an entire season in a, a single night, which is totally insane if you think about it. Um, and there's just so much content. They're calling it the golden age of TV, but like, how do you think that's really impacts us as millennials? And
0: I just like, I'm trying to sound super smart with my Oh
1: <laughs> no. I just said a um, thousand words. so.
0: I know like as a little girl watching TV and it was almost like aspirational, like wanting to be that mm-hmm. or wanting to be there. And maybe that's a little bit of like, right. Me, like friends like, has ruined me forever. An actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think as, we've gotten older like I found like characters that I relate to more than shows that I relate to are like Mm -hmm. what would keep me coming back to a specific show and especially going through like trials and tribulations in your life like that would Mm -hmm. make shows relatable to your personal experience and then now especially with like the Black Lives Matter movement and like just having representation in general mm-hmm. and like every like buddy being equal, I think is like so important. And it's been important in our like, to circle back to us, like in our like writing of characters as well. It's mm-hmm. been like super important when we're writing episodes just so that people do see themselves in those shows. So I definitely think that I don't know if I really answered it, but no, that, that good is like the trajectory of where it's going and it should go. The shows and movies that we're seeing should look like
1: real life, right? Yeah, and your show really does that. Speaking of, actually, I just thought of would you guys do because now I feel like is the would they, won't they for everybody who's in TV right now of addressing COVID like afterwards. So, mm-hmm. do you guys think that down the line you would ever work it into a storyline?
3: we've already worked it into the scripts we went oh, okay. so we wrote the scripts before they were all finished before covid was even right on of our course radar.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: it was like they, there was like some rumblings in it like in china and i was mm-hmm. like oh it's never gonna even get over here
1: whatever
3: uh, <laughs> jokes <laughs> on, on all of
1: us spoiler,
3: yeah. Yeah, like, spoiler, yeah. spoiler alert um, <laughs> i'm living at my parents converted attic later, but, <laughs> yeah. um we already went back and changed the scripts and so the untitled millennial project is set in a post-covid world Mm, um we've written some i would say we've written jokes about like poking fun at the pandemic we're really lucky that we're going to get to watch other tv shows kind of test those waters (laughs) because people are going to be i mean they're not like crazy jokes making fun of like
1: right People. not insensitive but right but you like, know. this is
2: us is gonna oh. tackle covid and i'm like how the fuck are you gonna do that like right. is that what rebecca's gonna die like it's like so confusing to yeah. me that like
0: we're like we um have set the show in like a post-covid world when we all acknowledge it has existed mm-hmm. and we are now basically back to a new normal so it's okay. like the self-deprecating, like, remember when I didn't leave my parents' house for five? Like, <laughs> that kind of right. thing. Right. Uh-huh. So, but to Tyler's point, um, like, a lot of these other shows that do take place in the now, I'm so curious how their writers' rooms and now productions are started again. Mm-hmm. Like, there mm-hmm. are shows that had to completely rewrite their show. Yeah, I heard so, Brooklyn Nine-Nine sure, had to do Or that. their season. Yeah. yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine did. So, I'm very, like... Not excited is not the right word, but like, I'm
3: Mm -hmm.
0: interested to see what these because obviously, like, if it takes place in a fantasy world or if it takes place in the past or it's like a future dystopian world, like, you can get away with not addressing it at all. But like, so much that could be weird if they did, yeah. yeah. Well, it'll it'll be interesting
2: too to see if they Mm -hmm. if these shows address like COVID and then like the Black Lives Matter movement and then also the election or if they're just going to choose to not talk about the election. Like, it's going to be interesting to see what of like currently we're living through they put on the screen and then what they kind of just leave to like you know an idealistic like we live in a president society right, as far much... as the tv shows are concerned or if they're right. going to address everything
3: yeah because how I much do this it does normally layer. get wrapped in yeah.
1: sorry tyler sorry sorry sorry
3: no no problem it just i think it adds another layer because you know our show is so much of a millennial experience in present day so we can't not write about it so Allison goes on a date and we had we added some lines into the date about like COVID because that's something we're all going to have to deal with like I haven't been been on a date in six months you know what I mean like it's going to be a new uncharted territory going on a date after Mm -hmm. COVID like do we hug do we like do that annoying (laughs) elbow bump thing like what do we do so there's going to be I think it's it's an added layer that we can't leave out you know what I mean yeah
2: Well, and I do think, like, for, there's a way to make it funny and not, like, not, like, obviously not making fun of people who, like, died or lost their jobs. But, like, for a lot of us, it's just been, like, such an inconvenience that it's, like, if you almost feel bad complaining about it, which then is in itself a joke. Like, Mm -hmm. being bored is, like, a privilege, and so it's, like, a Mm -hmm. fun, so it's, like, just making fun of, with your friends. It's, like, but I'm grateful to be healthy. Like, Like, it's, like, a very weird (laughs) thing so i think
3: we're gonna go the mocking the banana bread craze oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Just mocking things that were like phenomenons during porn yes. yeah that seems
1: smart and also full of comedy <laughs> yeah
2: i saw something on twitter that was like in march like do one new thing a day and then now it's like just do one thing a day like eating counts like that's where we've like, like yes. the bar is so low
0: you get dressed
1: um. Okay. So um, we do something
2: at the end of our yeah. podcast. Um. Obviously, we will. Your this whole episode is plugging your project. But do y'all have a recommendation that you think other people need to know about in like the pop culture universe or in your universe at all that that people just aren't talking about enough? Or you want to, you know, kind of plug
3: like a TV show,
2: TV anything. show, book, song, podcast, literally anything. I did
1: purses one week. I'm,
3: I'm trying to think. I really love this uh irish comedy that they actually have on netflix called dairy girls and it's set in the early 90s during the troubles which is like basically a civil war i didn't even know ireland had a civil mm-hmm. war like i knew they had a potato famine but like <laughs> after that it's like because americans are all about ourselves I mean, care but so i had no clue that there was like even like a civil mm-hmm problem there but the it's so it's just about these catholic school girls in the early 90s in northern ireland and it's so funny (laughs) and i've again it's one of the things i go back to a lot when i like can't commit to a new show i'm Mm -hmm. like i'm tired i'm just gonna put on dairy girls again
1: amazing what about you allison
0: um i'm trying to think i feel like not necessarily new but i'm a huge reader and i'm a huge nerd i love dystopian romance fantasy and there are two series that i'm obsessed with that people need to know and i don't understand why they're not more mainstream they are very um all like hunger games Mm -hmm. divergence game of thrones ish one is called the red queen series it's amazing the other one is called throne of glass and if you like want to go into a deep dive both of the series are fully out so you can like read them off your reader they're so so good thank you amazing allison
2: i have to ask have you read the gracier no okay you might like it it's like like a dystopian novel when girls turn 16 they have to like go out and like live a year on the farm because they have to like get rid of their magic it's
0: very (laughs) interesting i was oh that's like my jam
2: and so it's like part that there's obviously romance because well you don't know this about me but like I don't read anything unless like two people make
0: out but oh I get pissed like if there's not like those Sarah Dustin books yeah look what the fuck but like all my friends were obsessed with them in middle school and I was like there is no love interest I don't care about her self-journey like I don't give a
2: shit except in the one where the friend got pregnant and then it was just like all about like the dad I don't know it was a Mandy Moore movie I'm like very over
0: but and anyway, that's my issue with Nicholas Sparks too. It's like there's too much self-journey. Like I just want the mm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You would like I think you might like the grace here because it's truly it might be like 60% dystopian, 40% like romance-ish.
0: Yeah, I would love it. It's I already so good. know.
1: Anyway. Uh amazing. Well, where can our listeners find you guys and support the show? Yeah.
2: We're Plug right. your GoFundMe. <laughs>
3: Oh, well, the GoFundMe's over. But, oh. Like, stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram at un- at Untitled Millennial Project, um, and we also have a Twitter with. And I'm the only person that follows it because Allison doesn't I was like me a Twitter. Right, exactly. <laughs> this is the no one cares about Twitter anymore. I'm really shocked. I just like I don't know what's going on. But anyway, follow us on Instagram if we ever do start a GoFundMe again. That's where you'll find out about it. And you can like us on Facebook as well.
0: Perfect. And also. If you just want to Venmo me, like, I promise (laughs) I'll go to the show. Uh, My Venmo is at (laughs) Allison-Hunt-2. At (sighs) Allison-Hunt-2. Wow, I've had one
1: glass of wine. No, plug it. Uh, Plug what you need to plug. Allison and Tyler, thank you guys so much for joining us. This was really fun. Yes. We appreciate your time. And hopefully we'll see something really awesome from your show soon.
3: I hope so. From your mouth to (laughs) God's
0: ears. No, this was so much fun. Thanks for inviting our no-name
3: project. No, (laughs) come on. It went from, like, normal people to, like, who the fuck are people <laughs> like, so. No, we're now interviewing just normal people.
1: <laughs> yeah, really yeah, normal people. we got <laughs> some,
0: like,
3: below average people. So thank you so much for
1: Speak for yourself. You. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Well, have a great evening, you guys. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by myself, Sophie Orlich, with help from Jake Orlich. No relation. Maddie Line is my favorite co-host and our lovely theme song is by Chandler Reeves. For news and updates, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SingleBestScene or check out our website at SingleBestScene.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, and especially if you're one of our actual friends, make sure you're subscribed to the pod and drop us a five-star review. We deserve it. Autoplay next episode.